0: Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to the Ministry Moments Podcast. Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to Ministry Moments. And if you can go to the Ministry Moments YouTube, Bob Gray Sr., then you can uh, subscribe. And this way you'll get it every week automatically. That's the best way to do it. And then at your own leisure, your own schedule, <clears throat> you can take time. At to, to listen, and uh, you can go to this, your favorite i iPod uh, podcast, iPod podcast provider, and uh, that we can get it there also, and or you can go to softchurchproblems and subscribe there and uh, every week uh i'll try to uh, it's not it's not a sermon i'm not preaching a sermon or anything but trying to chat with you i used to hate that word preaching I'd say, i'll chat with you but uh anyway sh- uh, share i'm going to share uh but i want to give you some things <clears throat> that i think uh that uh will be of help to you and help uh to the following generation i paid attention i paid attention to dr curtis hudson i paid attention to. Uh, Dr. Lee Robertson, love those men. And Dr. Jack Hiles, my pastor. And and uh, first four year class of Hiles, I was in college, I was a graduate, the, you're tired of hearing it, aren't you? And preached for him 22 years, but uh, Dr. John Rice spoke twice at, Hiles, at, at Longview Baptist Temple. Uh, Mrs. Gray was Dr. Evans' secretary. And so because of that, I had some privileges that others didn't have. She has handwritten letters from R.G. Lee. Um, I spent time with Dr. John Rice at Housers and College. It's just a wonderful, wonderful privilege uh, that God allowed me to have. So all of these things that I've I've preached with those men, preached for them, and they preached with me, We preached together, I want to uh, help you with. Now, there's one thing that we did at the Sobiting Clinic that I got more positive response from, than almost anything that we did a paper trail that we taught was one of the most popular uh, lectures that we had but i actually did one time i think just one time only we actually had the church service from that sunday uh brought to the teaching platform of the clinic on tuesday so we had the same we had choir members, we had the orchestra, we had uh, our men, and I preached uh, just a little brief message. And then I walked them through what we did. And uh, and man, it helped a lot of people. I mean, got a lot of letters and uh, uh, on it that was helpful. So I'm gonna to talk to you today about the church invitation, the church invitation, the church invitation. And uh, so I'll get your pen out, get ready to write this down if you would. And uh, the average church will baptize 25 to 30% of the people who walk an aisle. We kept track. I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, but I, we had 84% of our people that walked out got baptized. So our percentage was a lot greater. And I think it's because we, we organized. And I learned that from Brother Hiles, paying attention to what was going on at First Baptist Church of Hammond. Um, and so let me give you just some things I wrote down about the invitation. This could revolutionize. It really could. Uh, If you're wedding souls and have a difficult time with uh, getting them baptized and so on, listen carefully, take some notes because I know this will help you. Here we go. Church invitation. Number one, have name takers at the end of each front pew. So you have your pews on the front. And so assign someone to take names uh, when the invitation gets started and gets going have them sit on the end of the front pews and to take down names. Number two, have small clipboards underneath the front pews. In other words, we built a little pocket and we put it underneath the end of the front pews. Clipboards uh, with decision slips. And boy, I'd go around Saturday night and I'd i would I'd throw a fit if those clipboards weren't full. I mean packed. I expected people to walk the aisle. I expected people to get saved. I expected professions of faith and baptisms. And boy, if it wasn't full, I'd call, Brother Duckett was in charge of that. I'd call him Saturday night and say, look, I'm down here and these clipboards are not full. They're supposed to be full. Oh, you say you're nitpicking. No, I'm not nitpicking. Uh, I like things done decently in order and I like to be prepared. Uh, What God does with that's that's up to God. But at least I'm my end of it is prepared so we have name takers go uh, to the end of each aisle and the, the front pews the front pews then we have small clipboards filled with decision i mean filled with packed with decision slips number three have a lineup of men and women single file in the aisles ready for the to work the altar so you have a single file of males single file of females and uh, we had to our left an aisle there and to, then we had to center an aisle and then to our right another aisle. So we had three aisles on the lower floor. We had 12 sections of the lower floor, 10 sections of balcony that were ready to work the altar. I didn't have that in the, in the balcony because I wanted them to come down to the altar on the lower floor. So I said, number one, have name takers at the end of the front pews. Number two, have small clipboards filled with decision slipping. You check it out I said, I prayed over every pew in that auditorium. I prayed over every bus. I prayed over every Sunday school class. I did Saturday night was my time. God, please not end up behind the pulpit on my knees. Oh God. Please keep your hand on this place and keep, please give me your power that I'll be able to teach and preach and draw the people. Now, should I go? Should I go? Draw them. Come get, Fill the buses. And uh, oh, God was so good to us. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. And don't tell me it can't be done. Um, now, we weren't part of the 60s, we're part of the 70s. Uh, I went there in 1980. So, with the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. So, it was when people said it couldn't be done anymore, we were doing it because it was God's uh, template that we were applying. All right. We're talking about church invitation. Now have name takers, the end of each front pew have small clipboards filled with decision slips. Then number three, have a lineup of men and women, single file in the aisles ready to go to the altar. All right. Have them with uh, go to their position on the first stanza of the invitation when did these people move? Okay, we got ready for the invitation. Uh, The choir would stand, uh, the congregation would stand, every head bowed, every eye closed, and I would ask the question, are you saved? Are you going to heaven when you die? And you're glad about it, tickled about it, would you raise your hand? Now, at that moment, there were some who did not raise their hand because they didn't know. All right, then I would say, okay, if this morning you'd like for me to pray for you, you don't want to go to hell, you'd like to go to heaven. And you don't want to go to hell. And you let me pray for you. Would you raise your hand? And then I would not embarrass them, but I would God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, the men sitting behind me were supposed to be alert because every one of them had uh, a section. I didn't have them up there because they were my posse or try to make me look good. They were there functional. Uh, they were there because I wanted them to give me a list of people in their section that was not, not there. absent because people sit in the same spot all the time, 99.9% of the time. And then I wanted to be aware of those that didn't raise their hand, said they were saved. And I also wanted to be aware of those who raised their hand, said they're lost. So all of it had a reason. Again, those men on that platform were out there to make me look good make it look like a big outfit or so No, they were functional. And uh, I would practice once a quarter with them. And every time we'd get a new staff member, we'd have the staff member walk out first and we'd all stay behind. He walked out I'm sorry. I still got a little boy in me. Uh, Talk about church invitation. Have name takers at the end of each front pew. Have small clipboards filled with decisions. I mean, filled by Saturday night. Check it out. Have a lineup of men and women to single file at the end of the aisles to get ready for the invitation. And before, have them all go to their position on the first stanza of the invitation. So ever standing, I've gone through my, raise your hand, uh, let me pray for you, da-da-da-da-da. All right, folks, we're going, and I don't want the people singing with hymnals in their hands. I didn't want them to have anything in their hands, but I want them to be able to move and to move towards the altar. We don't do that. Uh, if you're doing that, stop it. Get a trio up there, or have somebody sing a solo, but get the hymnals out of the people's, the congregation's hands, so they can move, um, and so uh, the, our choir did the singing for the invitation, but on the first stanza, people would start moving, and it was like priming the pump, and people would see, hey, it's okay here, to, and I would impress it's okay here to step out and come to the altar, and you had all this movement, uh, the dame takers, the altar workers, and so on. The baptistry workers leave and go to the baptistry. We had ropes. We had towels. We had everything ready. The warm water, everything. <laughs> One time was cold water. I always get the Holy Ghost in cold water. But anyway, everybody has a place to go to. And that movement is on the first stanza of the invitation. Um, so I have the men on the platform look for people who did not raise their hand that they were saved or raise their hand they were lost. And uh, so after the first move of the invitation, where our soul winners were bringing converts down the aisle and uh, our staff member greeting them, having to have a seat, get the name taker attached to them, get the name taker, and then after things done, pay attention to call for a, a male or a female, I say, would you go with so-and-so for baptism? explain the next thing you need to do is get baptized. So it was a smooth invitation, very smooth invitation. And so uh, all this movement at the very first stanza, uh, men and women lined up to deal with people at the altar. Name takers are there. Our men were standing there facing the congregation at the end of each aisle. Uh, Again, they were there for on purpose, functional, and they would step in to the where the flow of the eye would start dispersing to go to the altar, so that they didn't get trapped against the altar. They were out there, so when they saw somebody come that raised their hand, said they weren't saved, they could stick their hand out, they knew who it was, and they would begin to encourage them and help them to trust Christ, and the other men and women that lined up were there to take them upstairs for the baptism, baptismal, I'll, I'll teach another lesson on that. That's uh, had 72 different people, 72 different positions when the invitation began. We taught it, we worked it, we, we went over it over and over and over and over and over again. It was the most outside of the preaching, the most important thing that was going to happen on that Sunday. So uh, the men on the platform are there to step down, first pay attention, people raised their hand or didn't raise their hand but also to step down at the altar and get close to the aisle so that people would be go around them. So in case one of them was unsaved, they'd be able to stick their hand out and say, let me take a minute and show you how you can know you're going to heaven. Or some have been saved and I baptized. They said, well, I've been saved. So what it brings down? Well, I have a seat here. And then after the name was taken, then we would have the, the soul winner take them stairs, or we would have one of the men or the women come and say, would you go after we'd talk to them about baptism? don't talk to people about baptism when you lead them to Christ, unless they ask, you know, then you can talk to them. we we'll waited till until we got to church, Matthew 10, 32 and 33, to confess before men is the very first thing that they need to do. Uh, now, let me say this, when the men on the platform went into the crowd, into the congregation, somebody raised their hand, they were lost, but didn't come. I tell them, don't preach to them in the pew. Don't go back there and open your Bible and preach to them, them standing in the pew. They are scared to death as it is. Uh, you may have a church running 100, but to them, it looks like a 1,000. And uh, so the thing you want to say, and I trained our men to do this, let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. One out of a hundred would say no. because they've already raised their hand, or maybe they didn't raise their hand, they might say no. But you want to get them to the altar. So you say that, let me play for you. Then when they say yes, then just give a gentle pull on their uh, arm and step out and start walking down down to the aisle. You get them down to the altar. That's where you want to get them to. Not room 200, not room 210, but an old-fashioned altar, altar. Okay? So this is the church invitation. It, uh, oh, it was so productive at Longview Baptist Temple. I, I can begin to tell you, 1219 baptized the very first year, 1981, that I was there. And then it went nowhere but up, 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 up. The last year that I passed was 4,464 people baptized. Uh, the baptismal number tells everything. It tells you if you're winning souls, <laughs> and it tells you how many you got for Sunday school. And uh, it's, it's you've got to get the invitation organized. And by the way, it's not, you don't teach it one time, that's it. No, no, you get new people coming all the time. So I would meet with the staff once a quarter. I'd meet with the choir once every six months. I would meet with the altar workers, the name takers, and so on, because I want us to be up and ready, second nature to us. That's the church invitation. Try it. You'll like it. God bless you. This is Friday, 3 o'clock Central Time. Join us next Friday. Subscribe. Go to Ministry Moments YouTube, Bob Grace Sr. Subscribe. That's the way you'll get it uh, every week. <clears throat> not, not a sermon, not lengthy, but just very, very practical stuff. And then tomorrow's soul winning. So let's go win some folks to Christ and get them ready for Sunday. God bless you.